0: right now.
1: Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I should sing a new song. He's not time, here. Have you when seen I any go, movies? Hey, Ray Walker. I actually
2: haven't. I haven't. We're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we're Lou in trouble. He's usually here. <laughs> he's usually here this time, so. <laughs>
1: Maybe you thought Andrew wasn't. Yeah, you know, that's so fine. Okay. You know,
2: I, we'll, we'll, I,
1: well, here, have you ever been to Pensacom? I have
2: I have not. Yeah, I, I know. I, okay, she just kicked me
1: out right, of we're studio. No longer, yeah, please don't <laughs> We're go. no
3: longer friends.
2: <laughs> if he calls in, we will put him on certainly. But uh. yeah, will we'll, if if he calls in, we'll we'll definitely bring him on. Absolutely, it's but uh, no, I have not ah. ever been to. And I'm, it's the
1: greatest thing in the world. I don't mean to oversell it. Yes. Besides church, right? Okay, but no, it, it's fascinating. It's at the Bay Center, and they started, I'll just give a quick, unless you right. have stuff no, to talk go, about, go, I will go, just tell go. you, Pensacon is the bomb. It's a couple of weeks away. It's I was going to
2: say, it's coming up here very Yeah, very, very
1: soon, and I yeah. used to, like, I have anxiety, so I didn't go last year, but okay. I, I've gone every year up until, uh, I, 2020 was the last one, right before, a couple of weeks before they shut everything down. Yeah. They had that big thing at the Bay Center, and uh, it is fabulous, except they like they have all these stars the ones yeah. that we
2: grew up watching Oh yeah no so i've never gone and it's not that i it's just one of those things my my daughters though have said you know that they you know want to you know have got have Shown interest, so I don't know. We might go this year. Maybe we'll go this year. It just, it, it's. There's always people there or stars that that are you know that you can go. I, I remember I watched that and this, and so that's always cool. I always think that's cool. Um, we get starstruck. You know, last time I Same. Uh, was it. Was it Monday? I I told you the story about Bubba Watson at the basketball. It was Monday. Right, right. And you got the
1: autograph and the green Sharpie.
2: And I wish I would have. um, I don't think I mentioned this. So we flew. We went to New York a couple about three weeks ago. I guess it was. We flew up to New York, and I was in the Atlanta airport.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And I'm walking through the Atlanta airport, and John Smoltz, former. Uh, Hall of Fame pitcher, yeah. former pitcher for the Braves. Now does broadcasting for him. It'll be network and Fox. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm so I'm walking from one. We're walking down the corridor from one gate to the other, and he comes and I look over and guys come walking by, and I look over. It's like that's John Smoltz, and I just kind of go and kept walking. And I looked at my wife and said, "That was John Smoltz." I, I really wish he looked like he was in a hurry, or else sure. I probably would have gone.
1: can oh, yeah. I get your
2: autograph? You know, because. A huge Braves fan, you know, have been for most of my life, and just and so he was. Of course, when amazing. I started, amazing,
1: yeah, I would have yeah, got his autograph when right?
2: I when I started watching baseball, of course, and then the great teams of the '90s, and he was part of, and just and he's really a, you know, I've I read his story. He's a really great guy, and he's really good on in broadcasting. I mean, he's one yes, of the best, absolutely. one of the best in in the commentators that that does it, and just and he's still. He still has a little, when he does a Braves game, he's still a little Braves bias because he played for the Braves. And you, hey, of course, well, of course you have to be. We, nobody nobody will fault you for that. So it's just, but I get, so there are certain people and- that they have it uh, all going back to Pensacon, that you know i might because like, yeah, i do enjoy sure i enjoy getting to see that and it's always fun and you get a little
1: and they love it they love straight. people coming up and going That's you know why they man come. we are we're such huge fans That's of yours why they come. there's a did you ever see clerks or mall rats or any of the jay and silent bobs i can see where that might not no. be your wheelhouse okay, <laughs> okay. It, it is i know it's stupid for a lot I know of who people you're talking about that. sure and i, I was a giant uh, fan of those and uh I just walk in the last time and I just stared at them because I, and I you know these are the movies that I've been watching my over and over and over right, movies. Right. And so that's weird. And then I think uh, my now husband, then friend, almost left me for Jane Whedland from the Go-Go's. <laughs> you know, they're talking guitars and it's just the most amazing thing. And in addition to all the workshops and the fun stuff that you can do with uh, Pensacon and Pensacon.com or I think it's Pensacon.org and certainly yeah, we have yeah. links at News Radio yeah, absolutely. as well if you want to learn it's more about great.
2: it. It's always great. And it's a huge thing for the community. It and, does. It, it brings really a lot of a- tourism it's big for the, now I put my, um, Pensacola Chamber chair hat on. It's great for the chamber members in our community bringing in all that, that money. I keep forgetting that you have yes, all this other great. stuff that it's you so do good. for the area, of course. And it is. It is. It is. It, it is
1: absolutely. Plus, the Airbnbs have got to oh, be, like, cleaning up. Oh, shoot. I and know. And
2: hotels and everything. It's wonderful. <laughs> We're a little it. late. It's 816. Let's check in with traffic. Hey,
1: but I'm talking clerks. I yeah, know. No, I know. Uh and Mobile Highway showing an accident, but not showing a roadblock. Certainly watch for emergency crews on scene. Uh, and go Pensacola. Of course, Julio hosts that, and he's on uh, Saturdays as well, and you'll be able to find his podcast page too at newsradio 923com Taking a look around, we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. It looks like 90 is accident-free, 98 not showing any problems either, and getting ready for the three-mile bridge to open, probably Monday. Traffic tips, text four three seven sixteen twenty. 1620 newsradio NewsRadio92.3, informative, local, dependable.
0: When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home. Practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis and Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts.
4: As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you, with low-cost copays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions.
3: Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 92 Informative, local, dependable.
2: Korean for Andrew K. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Um, so just gonna wrap up here, and we, we will have the um, we'll have the wrap here at 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 8:30 um, during that last half hour. I have a couple of friends that work in the process, the legislative process, with me. Uh, we're just have a good time with that. But speaking of the well, government, a lot of things are starting to come about, and just gonna touch on this real quick here as we finish out this half to, this half hour is. We're already starting to see things starting to tick up for 2024, and that is who's going to run for president, and of course, there's always the, the is Governor DeSantis going to run question, and I, I think he will, but the sure telltale sign of somebody or that there's concern about somebody running, the sure telltale sign is do other people pay attention, are the people paying attention? So, former President Trump, who's all, the only person currently who's already announced, former President Trump has started to attack Governor DeSantis, which tells me if you're already attacking him, th- he's on your mind. He, he he's 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 there.
1: Did you see that picture? He tweeted yes. out.
2: It's like he's not even. It's whatever. It's an it's a nothing. It, I know. it really is a nothing. And it also it's not new. It came out like three years ago. Right. Or four years ago. It, it, it's it's a nothing. and But if the, if he's getting their attention, that means they're concerned about him. An article came out that I read uh, yesterday, I think it was, Governor Sununu of New Hampshire said, well, he's the second best governor. I'm the first. But the fact that as, uh, the governor of New Hampshire who's thinking of running himself is talking about Ron DeSantis tells me Ron DeSantis is living rent-free in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And just like...
1: Is Governor so, Sununu a Republican, too? I guess is. that's what it is. He is a okay. Republican
2: governor, yes. Of New but,
1: Hampshire? Ah, of New Hampshire. Okay, never mind. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But no, it, it's, it's really, and that's a, that's a phrase that Rush Limbaugh used to use, living rent-free in your, in your head. He used to say that a lot. And that... Ron DeSantis does that with a lot of people. And and actually the the popul- The popular <laughs> the kidding. population is growing of people. The the fact that they're start he's starting to get media that are really just obsessed. And and they're this the it used to be back in um during President Trump when he was when he was president, they used to make the comment, you know, that pre- the Trump derangement syndrome that is people get all freaked out. Anything that Trump says. Well, you're starting to get a, a DeSantis derangement syndrome going. People are starting, anything he says, oh, they freak out about it and go crazy. And, and it really is becoming uh, becoming an issue. And the fact that they're paying attention to it, it really becomes, uh, you know, it really, it tells you he's on the right track. The more attention you get, the more you realize he's serious. 822 here on News Radio 92.3. Let's check in with David Wayne in the newsroom.
3: Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman is still in a hospital in Washington, D.C. This is uh, two days now after he reported feeling lightheaded. Uh, The Democrat spokesman said yesterday the doctors have ruled out a stroke. The 53-year-old did suffer a stroke last year just before winning his race. And uh, the death toll from that big earthquake in Turkey and Syria is rising as rescue operations continue there. 22,000 people so far, uh, is what they're saying, is, has uh, died in that earthquake. Most of those deaths from Turkey, more than 80,000 people were hurt. Researchers at Ohio State University are utilizing some new technology to train first responders. The university's College of Medicine is now using virtual reality headsets to place EMTs and firefighters into mass casualty Scenarios so they can experience what it's like uh, in that type of chaotic environment. One doctor says that technology is uh, cost effective and allowing people to uh, easily repeat scenarios to perfect their approach. So, interesting new technology there.
2: Wow. I, I think, you know, technology helps with a lot of things, but if we can help our people that help others do their job better and safer and just to, and to hone their skills and just to make sure that they're at the top of their. That's exactly what it should be used for. I, I think these are great things and that, that we're not caught up with. This is the way we've always done it, and this is the way we're going. No, there, if there's a better way or a better way of training or a better way of preparing
3: them to do their job, by all means, well, then let's do it. And if you've used VR in the last yes. few years, it is incredible how realistic it looks and feels. So we just bought um, one of those...
2: You have meta Oculus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dana has one. She's been trying to describe it to me. Is it cool?
2: You can't describe it. Yeah. You cannot describe what it's like when you put it on and you're standing in there and just the, just the, the entry room before you pick an app to do it. And you're, you're staring around and honestly, it's just, it really, you can get caught so caught up in how real it feels. It, it, it really is oh, it wow. really is I mean and to use it for that aspect of it of the training of the you know EMTs and all stuff that's that's such an important thing and uh, I think looking at that aspect it, it's so great so thanks David appreciate that uh, a texter just texted in and I want to kind of <laughs> since I started talking about um, uh, 2024 I, I want to Pick up. So a texter just texted. In. I believe the majority of Americans do not want a Biden-Trump rematch. No matter the party, Republicans, Democrats don't want it. I actually would agree with that. I agree. Too. I actually agree. There's more. I think there's a majority of Americans that do not want to see the rematch. That that. So, the president gave his speech, and then Sarah Huckabee Sanders gave her response, and she did. A, in my opinion, she did a great job. That that's my opinion. But the one thing that I want to highlight that doesn't really matter, it's not a partisan thing that she said. She said most Americans are ready for the next generation of leadership. Biden's 80. Trump's not far behind. He's in his mid-70s, mid in the late 70s. Biden's already the oldest president ever. If Trump were to run and win, he would be the second oldest and pushing it when he left office. At what point are we like? You know what? Cannot we find somebody you know that's, you know, a little bit younger? To get in. I mean, take Ron DeSantis for example. He's in his forties. Is he really? Yes. Yes, he is in his forties. He
1: carries himself older. He's a, he, he comes like over. Ron, but oh, but I'm yeah. sure,
2: but he's yeah. He is. He's in his forties, but he comes across with understanding of. Like him or not You can, uh, you can uh, say Well I'm not a fan of run- I know you are I know you're a huge fan I know fan of you run know, I know. I'm, I'm I've just got saying. posters of him <laughs> <headroom. laughs> But uh, For <sighs> the listeners who say Well I'm not a huge fan Of <laughs> Ron Okay that's fine You cannot argue the fact That he's a commanding presence At his age And he's done The job he set out to do You might disagree With his policies But he's still set He's He's set an agenda And he's set out To do the job Can't ar- You can't argue with that And so I think we get so caught up in, but I'm like, come on, I don't, I don't want to see a, I really don't want to see a Trump Biden rematch. I'm not sure the Democrats are going to let Biden run. I I just think there's some that are going to try to push him out the door. I know there are a lot of, there's a small, there's a segment of the Republican party that want Trump to run again. There's a, but that's not the majority. Trump has about a 30% base of people in the Republican Party that want him to run again. That means there's 70% that want somebody else. Now, the question is, here's the question. How do you beat Trump if you're, another, if you're one of the other people? Because if it's just, if you look at all the polls that are coming out and they're way too early and they're really meaningless at this point, but if you look at all the polls, if they're Trump against DeSantis head to head, DeSantis wins. Once you throw another candidate in, Trump wins. Because when you're splitting the anti-Trump vote across two or three or four other people, Trump's going to have his base and he's going to win. But if it's a head-to-head Trump-DeSantis, DeSantis can win that. Or and, and let's say DeSantis, and I think he's going to run. Um, but if he does, but let's say it's somebody else. It, it, I think you can. You've got a shot if it's a one-on-one race. But if it's a if it the if the field is big for the Republicans, then then Trump's gonna win. It's it's really that simple. If the field is big, Trump's gonna win. because he's got his core that are gonna vote for him that love him no matter what. And I think Trump's policies are good, but I think DeSantis policies are just as good. But I personally like him better. It's just me. That's my opinion. I think he will run, and I just hope that he has a shot, because I don't want to see a Trump-Biden. I don't want to see Biden win re-election. No. Um, (laughs) I I grew up, Kenny, you and I, same age. I think we turned the same age this year. 29, right. Yep, Exactly. Um, which is amazing <laughs> that I lived through the Carter years and, I'm, and, I'm only, and you're only 29. I See, just, i like... Yeah. you <laughs> You've you aged. You, you, right. Like, time has stopped I'm for you. I'm saying, absolutely. But I always thought that was a horrible.
1: Uh, you hated tra- the Carter years? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. When I mean, Carter was a horrible president, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> I'll, I'll be quiet. I
1: know, like, when you first hosted, I was like, we had pictures of Carter on yeah. the wall. But yeah, yeah he, we, but we, were, he, we were conservative
2: Democrats. Yeah, he I'm, was just. <sighs> a peanut farmer. Yeah, and and it wasn't Carter as a person, it was his policy. He just didn't do anything. And I think that's ultimately what it came down to. It's just he didn't do anything to to accomplish the problems we were going through with high inflation and so on of that time. He just didn't do anything. Biden I wish there's times he wouldn't do anything. <laughs> that might be better. We might be better off if he didn't. Um so so he's he's surpassed as in my opinion But that's just me um, Ray Walker's here What uh, do we have coming up in the wrap? We've got Jules Carrier Who works for Ascension Sacred Heart She uh, works in government affairs And Rachel Whitbreck Who is She represents UWF So Wonderful. a couple of friends of mine That work in the process We're going to kind of just Wrap uh, About just kind of the process And what we see coming up In legislative sessions So a couple of friends coming in To have a good time
1: That all happens next Absolutely. After Fox
0: News. I'm Chris Foster. It's now more than 22,000 deaths reported in Monday's earthquake in Turkey and Syria, but people are still being found alive four and a half days later. 17-year-old Adnan Mohammed was trapped in a basement. Six relatives survived in a pocket under the rubble. A four-year-old boy and later his mother saved the crowd there, asked not to clap or cheer to avoid scaring the kid. Former Vice President Pence is subpoenaed by Special Counsel Jack Smith.
5: Smith, appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland in November to investigate the former president's handling of White House documents found
2: at his Mar-a-Lago home after leaving office. Also, to look into the January 6th Capitol riot by Trump supporters and alleged efforts to overturn the results of the 2020
0: election. Fox's Kristen Goodwin arrested in Washington, D.C., a man accused of assaulting Minnesota House Democrat Angie Craig in the elevator of her apartment building yesterday morning. America's listening to Fox News.
3: Good morning. It's eight thirty one, News Radio ninety two three. I'm David Wayne right now it's sixty. It is mostly cloudy in Pensacola and Congressman Matt Gates says he's tired of sending money to ukraine how about we start with ukraine before we, redu- oh my God. Before we reduce before we reduce what ukraine. we do for our troops i think it's pretty it's a pretty easy case to make that some of this money that we send to ukraine without requisite accountability should be the first place for reduction and just days after gates made those comments on a fox news program he's now introduced the ukraine fatigue resolution now if that gets passed it would send the message that uh, the aid must come to an end and It would also urge both Ukraine and Russia to reach a peace agreement. Since last February, Gates says the U.S. has spent over $110 billion of taxpayer money on the conflict. Deputies in Santa Rosa County say they're looking for a man accused of battering a pregnant woman. Santa Rosa Crime Stoppers posting 29 year old Zeke Watson's photo on their Facebook page yesterday. You can see his photo there. He's described as a white male, 5'8, 200 pounds, and Crime Stoppers says Watson is wanted for aggravated battery and should have known that the victim was pregnant. If you've got information on his location, contact the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office or Call Crime Stoppers. An incident from on an Escambia County school bus being investigated now. It uh, happened earlier this week when a driver allegedly parked the bus on the side of Softly Field Road because of a behavioral issue. Parents were notified that the bus wasn't moving, apparently tracked it down. One parent telling students to exit through the bus's rear emergency door and after students got out, a video shows the bus driving off with a Uh, A couple of students being left behind with no parents being there.
0: We take uh, these situations very seriously, and our job is to provide the, the safety and security for all of our students.
3: That is Escambia Public School Superintendent, Dr. Tim Smith, who talked with Channel 3. He says the district is conducting an investigation and says safety and security are the top priorities for every bus and every campus in the district. Cassie Carley's ex-boyfriend, Marcus Spanavello, was in federal court in Alabama yesterday. The 35-year-old pleaded not guilty on those federal kidnapping charges. If he's convicted, Spanavello faces life in prison or even possibly the death penalty. Scambia County leaders are continuing to make progress on the goal of having a new permanent fire station in Paradise
0: Beach. Of course, the board approved a fire truck last week, so we can go ahead and get that and have apparatus in place, which is much needed anyway. Yes. Uh, so yes. I appreciate that. That helps out. So we can use that truck internally until we get that station up and going. We'll have something to put place out there.
3: Public Safety Director Eric Gilmore giving an update during coffee with the commissioner this week. And Channel 3 reports that the five acres of land the county is working on acquiring is pending approval for a storm retention pond. Gun sniffing dogs might be coming to Florida schools soon. A new bill introduced by the state Senate yesterday would create the Florida school canine program. Dogs that can detect guns would be put in certain K-12 schools. The bill would also attempt to make schools safer by allowing districts to share information on troubled students. And it would let private schools take part in the Guardian program. It is 835 here at News radio 92.3, and Candy has a look at our traffic on the fives.
1: Uh, watching an accident on Langley, and uh, it looks like Sanders Road. Now, this is right near Six Brothers and Nephew Groceries, just to give you an idea on Langley, where it is, and Sanders is backed up to Langley. Other than that, I'm not showing any slowdowns or uh, delays. 437-1620, if you have traffic tips, this is brought to you... Uh, by Discover. With Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. 437-1620 for traffic tips. News radio 92.3 Informative. Local. Dependable.
4: We're going to be seeing scattered showers and thunderstorms through the afternoon and evening today with a high near 61 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 49 with the rain chance continuing. Saturday morning, 60% chance of the showers will continue through the morning hours. High near 55. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 42.
3: This is Burke Richardson from the first morning weather center. And right now it is mostly cloudy 60 in Pensacola. It's 61 in Gulf Breeze, 58 in Milton. Our next news at 9 o'clock. Breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. And your money now. Right now the Dow Jones is opening up. 1329 at 3371317 the S&P 500 that's down uh, 230 today at 407920 and the Nasdaq down 4159 at 1174799 House minority leader being pressed about debt ceiling negotiations and so what
2: we have continuously said to our Republican colleagues is simply Put your cards on the table.
3: New York Democrat Hakeem Jeffries echoing President Biden's comments in the State of the Union address. He says uh, repaying debts already agreed by Congress. A battery recycling company says they're going to be able to produce enough batteries for more than a million electric vehicles each year. That's thanks to a $2 billion loan from the Energy Department. The loan to Redwood Materials was tentatively granted on Thursday. There's going to be less oil produced by Russia next month. That's because its deputy prime minister says output's going to be cut by half a million barrels a day in March. It also comes as nations from around the world have been targeting Russian oil following the Ukraine invasion. 837, your next news at 9 and breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information for competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CR-V or Toyota RAV4, so you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles. In operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback, go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a
0: Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experienced data from model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. ECUA's free Recycling Coach app is here. Discover which materials are recyclable. Receive automatic reminders on waste collection schedules, and holiday updates. And use the report, a problem feature, to schedule a special pickup or report a missed pickup. What's more, there's educational information on a wide variety of recycling topics and resources. Download the Recycling Coach app today with the App Store or Play Store. Also accessible from the ECUA website. That's ecua.fl.gov. Rap Talk with Jenna bar mornings at 9.
4: I mean, the fatherly role already is so influential and important. It plays a vital role in so many parts of our
1: lives. And if you were blessed enough to have a steady and positive, influential dad, father figure in your life, you are eons above so many other people.
3: On News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable.
2: The hip hop the hibit the hip the hip hip hobby you don't stop. Rap, 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 rap,
0: rap it up I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up, big sharp it okay, up. Okay, you know what? Wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Mr. Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. I'll wrap it up. I'll take it.
2: I'll
0: wrap it up. I'll take it. I'll wrap it up. I'll take it.
2: Good morning. It's Ray Walker sitting in for Andrew McKay, and I've got two friends in the studio with me. We're doing the, well, three. I yeah, I don't want. Everybody knows I was you're just kidding. here. Introduce everybody. your guests. I was just kidding. <laughs> we love candy. So I have Jules Carrier who works for Ascension Sacred Heart. She does government relations for not just Sacred Heart, but also St. Vincent's, which is in Jacksonville. So she does Ascension statewide. Woo! And then I have Rachel Whitbrecht, who is the government, director of government relations for the University of West Florida, which is my counterpart because I, uni- I do University of North Florida. So we work together. Yes, so thank you for joining me this morning, ladies. Thank you for being here.
5: Thank you for having us. Yes.
2: So let me start here. And first, Jules, you you do healthcare. Correct. Obviously, government relations and so on. So give me just, obviously on the state level- what really does that entail. So d- before she says anything, we're just going to chat here about what we do and I hope that you know and then what we're looking forward in sessions. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. So so yeah, what thanks. do we got healthcare?
4: You know, I think I think for us and probably for Rachel as well and for you is that we have over 800 people coming to Florida every day. Mm-hmm. So Florida is a huge importer of people. And I think that's putting a lot of strain on our universities, on our K through 12, on hospitals. And so, what we're really looking at is how do we how do we prepare for that? How do we make sure that we can care for all these people? And so, a lot of what I do is I look at the poor and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, Ascension Sacred Heart's the largest Medicaid provider right. in this area, yep. the seventh largest in the state. And so, we're really looking at the Medicaid budget and making sure that we are, you know, pre- we're. we're we're reimbursing providers what they should get paid so that these people can get the care that they need it ultimately comes
2: down to how do we make sure that you have the resources you do to serve the people in our community right and that's ultimately what it comes down to and then so that's what you're doing and so just a little background Jules and I have done a advocacy 101 session for the chamber twice now for the chamber had an advocacy we have a blast we have a good time together so when i say i invited friends in i mean it i invited friends into studio that we (laughs) could have a good time the more this morning so and rachel obviously we both work do education yes and some people got well what what do you do in representing education i could say it but but kind of give just a little and then we'll talk start talking about what we see coming up?
5: Sure. So, I mean, for both of us at UWF and UNF, we represent the state university system as a whole, but also our individual universities. So, over here in Pensacola, we've got almost 14,000 amazing undergraduate and graduate students. So, what we do in Tallahassee is we go over and make sure that the legislators from across the state see how awesome we're doing, see how great our students are contributing to the both state and nation's economy, uh, training the future of our workforce. Well,
2: and and one thing that just as a side note on that is when you look at the state university, and there are twelve state universities in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks at UF, FSU, which I know is go go no. I, I know that's your uh, that's your your alma mater, <laughs> and and then you get into UCF, Central Florida, South Florida. Those are your big four. And then they kind of forget sometimes about the UWFs, the UNFs, but actually when you look at percentage wise, both UWF and UNF actually lead the state university system in the number of graduates who stay in the state of Florida.
5: Absolutely, and UWF, a little brag point here, we lead the state university system in number of graduates employed. So we have 80% or 85% somewhere in that range of our students who stay in Florida and contribute to the economy.
2: And we're talking about they get out, they get a job within a, the the metric that the university system goes by is within a year after after yeah. graduation that they're employed. UDF one, UNF number two on that on that just just throwing that out there and then also but it's also staying in the state and Absolutely. that we have the largest percentage of students stay in the state and that's the goal. But ultimately, it always comes down to both whether it's healthcare or education. Two oh,
4: largest. Pieces of the budget.
2: Two largest pieces, mm-hmm. of, and it always comes down to money. <laughs> that's where I was going. Right. You hit, you hit, it always <laughs> comes down to the budget, which always comes down to the to the end of session. Uh, the governor came out last week and said, you know, $114 billion budget, which is, which would be a record historic budget. Uh, so that's going to be an issue, uh, as it always is. That's going to dominate a lot last session. Besides that, we all have been working in Tallahassee. We all actually, all three of us have similar start we all started as aids Mm -hmm. and then have moved outside of the actual in-house to where we're at now and and doing this what so we all have been around the process we all hear the things going on so when we come back from traffic and the break here what are, you, what are some issues that we see coming up? So let's go to Candy with Traffic on the Fives.
1: All right. Taking a look at our roads. Uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Langley and Sanders showing an accident. Possible backup on Sanders headed to Langley. But other than that, you shouldn't have any problems. That's near Six Brothers and Nephews Groceries, uh, near Workman Middle. Uh, other than that, certainly if you have a traffic tip, text 437-1620. This is brought to you by Avalon HR. With everything going on, you need Avalon. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable.
0: Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. New South is the Florida window factory. Our windows are made in Florida for Florida homes by Florida workers because we understand Florida weather. With New South windows, you don't have to sacrifice energy efficiency or storm protection. Our Energy Star rated windows and doors are made with impact and non-impact options, giving you the best of both worlds. New South Window, home of your ultimate Florida window. Buy more, save more. Volume discounts up to 30%. Visit NewSouthWindow.com. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620.
2: Ray Walker here for Andrew McKay, News Radio 92.3, Pensacola Morning News. I'm joined with Jules Carrier and Rachel Whitbrek, a couple of friends of mine that work in the legislative process and kind of teased it before the break. And that is, what do we see coming up? I mean, there's there's going to be some, I mean, obviously the budget is always a big issue, but there's always some key issues that are going to fa- that that the legislature is going to take up that are going to affect a lot of us, including what we do. So, Jules, what kind of One or two hot topics that you think. You know, you
4: started out with a $114 billion budget, which is historic. And I'll tell you that this year, I'm really just glad that we have money. Yes, we are our, our budget and our economy looks great for Florida, which is which is good news for ho- for hospitals because we usually are facing cuts. So really happy that the governor put in his budget a reimbursement increase for pediatric services for mm-hmm. hospitals. It was huge for Sacred Heart, um, who has the only children's hospital here in the in the in the area. Um, I think our big issues are going to be hurricane money, yep. hurricane relief. I think we're looking at open carry. I think we're looking at school choice as um, for K yep. through 12. Um, And and, and hopefully we're not looking at any cuts for hospitals. (laughs) 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 Or higher education either. Or
2: higher education either. (laughs) And and I know we're all, really it does come down to that. It it really, it starts and ends with the budget, especially that's what we deal with. We do have record amount of money. Yes. So, Rachel, kind of, what do you see coming up, especially, I mean, we both deal with the education side and there's going to be issues we're going to deal with, but.
5: Sure. I think a big thing for both of us in the higher education space is deferred maintenance and being able to uh, upgrade and keep our old buildings running. So the University of West Florida was built in the 60s, and a lot of our buildings were built from the 60s to 80s, and they need some repair. So we're hoping that the governor is going to put some money into that. And then also, uh, there was a funding source last year called the Pipeline Fund, which also leads into healthcare, which provides performance-based funding for our nursing programs. So UWF got $4.8 million out of that pot that goes directly to our nursing program and helps bring in world-renowned faculty and get our students into these healthcare spaces with practical learning experience so they can go into the workforce and be great. Well, I think
2: one of the, to go along with that is, so the governor has put in to, to renew that. It's become trying to make it a recurring thing. So to make sure we have the money to train nurses and, and medical people for the hospitals. But there's also another part that he put back in this year. And that is the, the fund for, for partnerships. Mm -hmm. And, And I don't know the answer to this. So you may, it offered so that universities could partner with programs for local hospitals and that the hospitals could then capitalize on bringing down some money if they build that partnership of getting that line to go of nurses and medical personnel to go into the hospital and i know you're familiar with obviously right but,
4: we're already doing that with yeah. the university of north florida over in jacksonville with our st vincent's health system um, and it's a great partnership so it'd be great to be able to have some dollars for this i will say that when you look at the budget ray you know this better than anybody but the education budget is a dollar a dollar put in a dollar spent right. from the state whereas the health care budget they put in a $0.40, cents and they get $0.60 cents matched by the federal government. So from a fiduciary um, you know, aspect, it'd be great to be able to get some matching dollars from the feds to be able to pay for some of these programs, because they are health care, right. and the healthcare care budget has a great return on investment.
2: Yeah, and, and what many people don't realize, whether it's health care or there's other portions of the budget, but healthcare care is the biggest part when it comes to that, is there are places where if the, the state puts in X dollars, and you're talking the 60-40 match from the feds, right. um, there's other places that we put in, and then the, the organization, the department, the hospitals, can then pull down federal money. That just makes sense because, let's be honest, that's our money. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean, we're We'd, paying taxes. We don't want California to take it, no. right? Yeah. And even still, I know it was the case previously. I think it's still the case. When it comes to federal dollars, Florida is a net donor,
4: mm-hmm.
2: not yes, we taker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We pay more in taxes than we get from the federal government as a state.
5: Right, and we still manage to keep taxes low. And we and we do, right.
2: and we do, and that's why people are coming. We're talking about eight eight hundred to thousand people a, a day. day average moving to Florida. Right. And if you look at the you look at the economy of Florida compared to other states, it's like, yeah, no wonder people are coming here. That's right. No wonder people come here.
5: But we have to house them. We have to get their cars on the road. We have to, we have to be them. able to pay, take care of them. Yep. So, and, and speaking of housing, something that I'm really excited about to see was an affordable housing bill yes. that yes. provides amazing incentives for building affordable housing, especially in our big metropolitan areas where because people look, are really struggling. Let's be honest. Affordable housing is
4: no longer the people that you see homeless on the no. street. These are teachers, yeah. Yeah. you know, professors,
2: nurses. Absolutely. So as a chamber in my chamber hat, one of the things that's starting to be used now is not so much the term affordable housing but workforce, workforce. housing. Yeah. And I think that actually is a better description yeah. because if you're a teacher making, you know, let's say you're making 40 grand a year, there's only there's a certain price range of house that you can afford mm-hmm. and still survive. Mm-hmm. That and the prices of houses has exponentially gone up in the last few years. You're almost those occupations right teachers law enforcement officers, EMTs, firefighters are almost getting priced out of the market. They yeah.
4: absolutely are. Yeah, really great to see that. I was also happy to see that there's a big focus on behavioral health. Yes. Um, something that we shouldn't overlook. This absolutely. is a, Michelle Salzman, our local representative who's doing a fantastic job. She vice she's the vice chair of the health appropriations committee. She's made this a big big issue for herself and focus and i think that we're going to see something come out with behavioral health funding and policy
2: and i think th- and and there's more to that than people realize especially coming out of covid mental health behavior has all become a real it, it was an issue becoming i guess we got more attention to it it's been an issue it's just dropped, got more attention and, and rightfully so right. it needs to and and people are now willing to talk about it i guess that might be the other thing it's becoming less of a yeah. stigma
5: for so long we just pushed things under the rug and said figure it out in your own home and i love that we're changing that narrative to this is a community based issue yep right
4: and psychology might not be a bad major now, right? Maybe we all yeah. thought that that was the the, oh, yeah. the major that nobody needed. Sure, we need we need more psychologists. We do. Mm-hmm.
2: I know. I don't know about U UWF, but UNF. We're shorted. We have a shortage on the ratio of counselors to students. Oh yeah. We barely meet the threshold of the bare necessity of what we're required to have.
5: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Not even to the point of we what we need to have, and so. One question I have, and we talked about workforce housing, affordable housing. There is a proposal that I want to get your take on. The proposal is this. Is, so there's, it came up in a bill, and I, it was presented this week, that says we're going to allow you to do your down payment, your, your deposit on, on housing or rent. You can do it over time rather than a lump sum up front. But it's not refundable.
5: I saw that this morning, actually. I think that's very interesting. I think it makes people who are living more of a paycheck to paycheck lifestyle that gives them more of an opportunity to invest in their housing. But you don't get it back. So there's the catch all.
2: There's the catch. So here's the here's the thing. And, and just from what I saw, about have you seen, Jules... But does it pay of, down the
4: mortgage? I mean, is it being...
2: No, it's for renters. Oh, for it's renters. It's for renters. It's for renters. Realize, if you rent, and I... Those of, uh, those that have rented, and I'm going to, let's just, uh, let me pause that. Okay, I'm going to get into that just a second. Uh, 855, let's quickly check traffic, and then we'll finish up.
1: Uh, good news is it looks like everything is clear. Certainly, if you see an accident traffic tip, 437-1620, news radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
2: Because not only has the cost of a house gone up, as in buying a house, but the cost of renting has right. gone through the roof. Right. Absolutely. And to, for somebody who's getting, like Rachel, like you said, paycheck to paycheck, to come up with first and last month's rent mm-hmm. just to move in.
5: In today's rental market? You're that looking could at be
2: four to five thousand dollars. Thousands
5: of dollars. Right.
2: But if you can do over time 25, 50 bucks a month, anything over that helps time, people
4: get into housing. I now granted you thing. don't get it
2: back, mm-hmm. but you can get into a house. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some pros and cons to it. I, I think there's there, there might be some work to, but I like the idea of we're trying to think of ways how can we get people into houses
5: right and
2: how can we get them into a rental unit and, and and how can we you know what can we do to make it a little bit easier
5: and this may not be the issue or the the solution that fixes the issue, but at least we're looking at it, and I'm glad that we're thinking about a solutions based approach to housing,
2: yeah, and it's a thinking outside the box, so to speak, I know that's an overused mm-hmm. phrase, but it, it's a creative I guess you gotta get yes. creative. I mean yeah, hospitals do. have to get creative right. on how we treat people. And right. I mean used to be there was one big emergency room. Now we got satellites so we're we're in the communities.
0: That's
4: mm-hmm. right. That's and, right. And and getting creative on how we provide care. You know, we're not looking at putting people in hospital beds anymore. We want to take care of them at home. We want to get the, the care closer to where they live. And so you're looking at a lot of outpatient um, facilities. You're looking at ambulatory surgery centers. You're looking at freestanding EDs, um, urgent cares. We, we want to try to keep people out of the hospital. Um, and so you're right. We're getting creative.
2: And, I mean, telehealth. Yeah, I, I, telehealth I mean, is
4: huge, and I hope that comes up today, I mean, this, this session. I,
2: I, it's definitely something that they need to continue to work on. I know if you're feeling like garbage, do you want to really get in a car and have to drive to the doctor's office? Mm-mm. I mean, it's obviously you're feeling like garbage. You can get on and say, "Hey, I need help. I need just call me in some meds." Right. And in today's society, you can call in meds, and CVS will actually drop it off at your door. Right. Or sorry, Jeremy Evans, who filled in earlier. Walgreens will drop it off at your door. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's just it, it.
4: Well, and particularly for mental health, yes. right? Behavioral health. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is even more important that you get more access. And if we're if we have a shortage of people that are providing the service. Then this is the way to bring access to folks is through telehealth,
2: and and it's just to make things. Again, it comes back to access. Right. It comes back to access and to bring things available. I mean, there's so many things that are out there, whether it's education, whether it's healthcare. I think you know, it's all things. Obviously. That we're trying to deal with. Now, just as we wrap up here, we're, 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 I know we're man, time always flies in this. Can it's talk just for amazing. Hours, I know we can, Ray. we do, don't we? Yeah. We, we? We we'll sit in the hallway. Your producer the cap- should
1: have had them in earlier.
2: The, <laughs> the the um we'll sit in the Capitol and just chat and talk about all kinds of things. Rachel and I we, we're in meetings yep. all the time together. We just we just ch- talk times all the time. A week. <laughs> um, but so a couple things that are coming up. Obviously, there's a lot of things. That are that are going to be brought up in legislation That are going to be geared towards helping a certain governor
5: hmm.
2: prepare for a possible.
5: Well, I wonder who let's, ma- that. Let's might let's,
2: be. let's be honest. <laughs> a a, pro- a possible maybe probable run for the White House. Just start real quickly. We don't have a whole lot of time. Is that going to play a factor?
4: Oh, I think the legislature is going to overwhelmingly be supportive of his proposed budget. Let's just, let's just say that. I think they, they want him to be successful. We want him to be successful. Florida wants him to be successful. Absolutely. If he
5: wins, Florida wins. So I guess we're all That's on
2: the same g- team. Boy, that was, that was almost a tagline.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Jules Carrier, Rachel Whitbrecht, I'm Ray Walker. It's been great to have you guys in here. Thank you. so much. Again, we could Thank talk you. forever. Yes. Uh, it's been great to be here. Andrew will be back on Monday. Thank you for having us. Candy, you're the best. Thank you for all you do. (laughs) Thank Thank you, you, Ray. News Radio
3: Ninety Two Three. Have a great weekend. Local talk in the morning, five to
0: nine, with Andrew McKay is on News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze Milton, Pensacola.
3: Escambia County is closer to getting a permanent fire station in Paradise Beach. We'll have more on that right after this update from Fox News on News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable.